27 years ago, I started uh, building recommendation engines. I built one when the uh, uh, Media Lab at um, MIT came out with collaborative filtering. I built that, tested that, turned out that didn't work. I built another one dealing with profiling, tested that, that didn't work. Uh, did a, uh, thank you, um, did several in order to um, uh, 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 try to find out what was wrong and the green button. Okay. Okay. I brought along two friends, and they would be helpful. They're from Asahi. You'll see their faces again. But if you take a good look, you'll find a difference. And that's what Asahi wanted to do when they decided, and this is current, this uh, uh, comes from a paper that their research lab only published about six weeks ago. So they, they want to know how, my, how many millions will we waste if people don't like what we've got. The second thing we want to look at is a set of numbers that are rooted in a, a paper that Bain and Company did, published in Harvard Business Review. And that is that a 5% increase in returning customers can produce a 25 to 95% increase in your profits. So there's several reasons why they buy more. Um, they lower your operating costs because you're not out there beating the bushes trying to find new people. Um, uh, they're, they're motivated to recommend your product. And sometimes they'll settle to buy products with a, um, um, with a higher price. So this is a chart of um, a number of American business categories. And Netflix is still there, and they're still there. They would have had an increase in, uh, 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 in users had they not cut off 800,000 Russians um, uh, because of, of Putin's invasion. So, they're still the champion in returning customers. We find that um, wine businesses in, as a whole tend to do sort of in the middle. They're outlined in the um, uh, fourth from the left. And wine clubs like Wink and those guys um, tend to be pretty bad. Um, all of them have to scramble around for new customers. Now, wine club growth and attrition rates show you that the wine industry and wine clubs are pretty good at bringing in new customers and pretty bad at hanging on to them, which means the increased money effort that has to go into getting new customers, it's, 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 a, it's a terrible race. So why is it that the, the average life of a wine club customer is about 30 months, and then they leave. So you have them for two and a half years, and you put all this money into them, and then they just go away. A lot of the reason for that is that they're either tired of your wine, they're not getting wine that they like, and those lessons aren't lost on Asahi, which is, as you know, one of the, the largest brewers on the planet, and a very smart corporation. So these two guys are, are, are drawings based on work that was published 
just a couple of months ago. Asahi says taste is product performance. Now, I didn't think about a beverage, wine, beer, spirits, whatever, as having performance. You know, a chainsaw has performance. Um, you know, a, a Maserati has performance. But what is product performance? And so the, 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 the quote is that when it comes to repeat purchases, remember the five equal 25.95, repeat purchases are the majority of sales for fast-moving goods, consumer goods, like beer, wine, and spirits. Um, you can't do without them. So if a drink has performance, it has no inherent performance like a chainsaw or a car because you can measure those, you can put your finger on them. They're explicit data technology facts. Okay, drink performance exists entirely in the perception of an individual consumer's mind, which means that it's like the new Mustang performs differently depending on who gets the set of keys to drive it, which is not the case. That's an explicit measure of performance. Okay, so the likelihood that a consumer is going to return to your place of business, your product, is entirely dependent on whether or not you like it. So the problem is that the research they found is that explicit liking, meaning I don't like this, I, I write it, I rate it, I use stars, I use other kinds of things that are explicit in trying to, to describe it. Those are inaccurate according to not only Asahi, but the paper that they're uh, uh, relying, that, that they wrote, has something like 90 footnotes all dealing with really solid behavioral studies. So we're, we're talking about, in their case, analyzing facial expressions is an implied measurement of performance. Okay, so here are our guys again. Now, if you look real cl closely, you'll see a slight difference. Lip seek, lip press. One's good, one's bad. How it, it took place in a lab. It was hard to do. But they found that the accurate measurement of liking that new beer, millions and millions riding on it, rested on implicit expressions, and those implicit expressions are a reflection of the deeper perception in the consumer's mind of whether or not they liked that or not, the product performance. So explicit fails, primarily there's, there's several things you can, you can look uh, on, but, but they, people simply are unable or not willing to tell you exactly what they're thinking. The choice behaviors are not the same. Their response biases, uh, a lot of times on a survey, people or, or an in-person thing, or even if it's on the web, they will put down a, an answer that they think is going to be acceptable 
socially or to the people making this or the one that they think is that they should be making. They're just not doing the, the implicit thing because they can't, okay? So implicit is an accurate, observable, subconscious expression of perception, okay? Um, lie detectors, uh, as inaccurate as they can be, also rely on these, blood pressure, um, perspiration, heartbeat, um, uh, those are the sort of things that uh, unless you've really been a, a Zen master for a long time, you can't control very well. So what sort of explicit expressions and methods fail? They're the ones that we're all familiar with. We have stars, point scales, profile sharing, reviews, collaborative filtering methods, um, um, and with reviews, words always get, on the, uh, get in the way, but these also don't reflect an internal feeling, perception that the person has. So using wine, you have people who taste a wine, they may think it's mediocre and rate it like a four. Um, Study that's not in here, but I can I can get this to you. Any, anybody who emails me, um, uh, it's a study of Google ratings, and the average Google rating uh, overall is 4.2. Now here's a real life example. This I got in the in the email last week, week before last. Um, and we've got everything. We've got all, it's, it's the bottle, and it's beautiful, and it's from the right region, and it's from these incredible vineyards, and it's got all of these words, and it all goes down to how do drinkers know they're going to like it? They don't, so they click away. Um, I've, bought, you know, I've bought into a lot of these over the years. I used to own a, a wine importing company back in the 80s. And, and so learning about wine is something that I th thought would give me the advantage in being able to choose wine. I simply don't buy it at retail anymore because uh, I don't get no satisfaction. It's one of the reasons why if you look at the latest data, you find that overall beverage consumption, wine, beer, and spirits are either stagnant or declining. Um, uh, there's a, I, I could have used it today. I also do wine, I own Wine Industry Insights, so I do that daily uh, pesky email that you get called NewsFetch. And the daily data today was almost a piece from Morning Consult showing that the, the number of people who actually dr um, drank an alcoholic beverage within the last seven days has declined. So there's a problem here. I think part of it is, is could be neo-prohibition, neo but part of it is health, but part of it is simply, um, I don't get something that I like. Um, so you, you might ask, why does this not work? Why are, are words and reviews and ratings um, so bad in terms of predicting whether a specific person's gonna like a specific wine? And one of the reasons is that we're depending on taste. And as we know, taste is heavily dependent on smell, odors. The key here is that 
an odor, when it gets picked up, goes straight into the front of the brain. No filtering, no decisions, quick perception. It registers with the brain before the rest of the brain has any idea of how to define what that is. Taste and all the other senses and, and, and uh, uh, various nerve endings go through a series of relay stations um, uh, that, that interpret the hot, the cold, uh, the other things with senses. But the key here is that the perception is made before the person actually has a chance to, uh, to determine what they just smelled, what they just tasted. So it's instant, and it's totally in the background, and it's one of the reasons why words don't work. The words problem is different. The, the, uh, humans can identify, or at least detect, about a million, uh, about a trillion smells. The average English-speaking person has a vocabulary of 20 to 35,000 words. I'm, have a, I think that's high, but uh, that's what my citation says. Um, the best experts trained in sensory smells and identification can only identify accurately a maximum of four odors. So whenever you see one of those re reviews that it has notes of uh, cherry and oak and strawberries and uh, white tobacco pouches and uh, uh, horse manure, um, once you get that string, once it goes over four, you know it's total bullshit. Okay. Uh, okay. It's, it's a, it could be, a, it's a writing form. It could be amusing. I'm, I, I think that, I think wine reviews, a great number of them are worth reading as literature or as fun reading because I think there are a lot of people out there who write extremely well. They're worth reading but they're not going to work when it comes to selecting a wine or beer. Um, you know, personally, I don't buy wine at retail anymore. The best thing that I can do when I go to Safeway is, and pick up one of those six-bottle uh, six carriers, and I get it home, my, my goal being I'll find six wines I've never tried before, and, and I hope I like them. And knowing so, oh, something about wine, I think, okay, I have a pretty good choice. The best I can do is three out of six. At one point, I was buying so much, I poured enough down the drain to kill the bacteria in my septic tank. Um, uh, and when you live in the country, that's not a good thing. Um, so the other problem that you have when you try to, let's say, I pair with a friend, and I've got a friend, and he and I, Zinfandel, Meritage um, Blends, Malbecs, um, they're always 100% right. So he comes in one day and he says, you know, I've got this great Carignan, and you've got to try it. And then what I did, I couldn't try it at his, his house, so I went out and I bought two bottles in case there was bottle variation. And I thought both of them sucked. They were just kerosene. And so I'm paired with him when it comes to particular varietals. 
okay? That's one of the difficulties in coming up with a, a wine shop owner. I'm sure there's three or four of them left in the, these days um, on, on make, making res, uh, uh, recommendations. The other reason is this weird um, little scatter um, graph here is, a, is from a, another peer-reviewed paper. They genotyped 289 people for 40 different, yeah, 40 different um, uh, odor receptors. Each human has about 400. But they found that none of the 289 people had the same set of odor receptors. That indicates that taste, and for the individual, individual taste performance is a very narrow uh, goal to hit. So otherwise, you get this. I don't know if you can read that. It was funny at the time. Full-bodied with fruit, spice, and nut flavors. Uh, I'm tasting a grape flavor. Uh, yeah, that's sort of an individual variation. So um, the other thing in, in terms of recommendations is scaling. Because this is a, a, a graph from BW166. And in one year, there were 175,000 new alcoholic products approved by the BTAF. Of those, there are so, about a, probably 120,000 or 110,000 of those are wine. So if you have a recommendation system in order to keep track of things other than hitting the top 100 or even the top 500, you have to have a system that manages to scale. So looking at Asahi, which it has the right idea, um, but you can't get every drinker into a lab for every different beverage to determine whether or not the taste performance is going to be accurate for you. So the recommendation system, the, the 5 equal 25.95 demands it be accurate, it has to be implicit, it has to be perception-based, which is implicit, it individual, it has to scale and make recommendations for specific, in this case, specific wines or drinks for specific people. Now, I hit the net, thank you, because there's, a, there's an appendix here. And we could go further or not, I think. Am I running over time? I have, I have three minutes here. Um, uh, Revolution, I put the commercial thing later, because I, 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 I think the most important thing right now is to recognize drink performance and the importance of the return customer to profits, because that's what you've got to do, what it ultimately uh, boils down to. Um, after starting all of the, uh, and testing, and finding the flaws in all the recommendation engines that I have in the last 27 years, I've stumbled upon one that I, that I found before I got this wonderful framework from Asahi about implicit versus explicit. 
There is a way to capture perceptions of drinks. And I can't tell you about it right now because that slide that was in here was taken out by my, law, my patent law firm. The patent hasn't issued yet. But there is a way, and let me get past. Okay, this is Dig Deeper, the, the appendix. The system is called Clans, and it takes specific people who like the same drink, in this case wine, the same wine in exactly the same way, who perceive it the same way, gathers them into clans, makes recommendations based upon wines that have not been tasted by the person looking for a recommendation. That goes through an algorithm that I also can't show you because of the lawyers. We, we can't live with them or we can't live without them. Um, uh, and that produces a recommendation which is, can be instantly, it can be instantly validated or invalidated with a binary expression that recalculates the entire clan's universe. We took, and I think this is an interesting thing, um, we grappled with the, the cold start issue. If you have a new algorithm, how do you make it work until you gather lots and lots of data? And the answer is the cold start is, is a huge problem. So instead, what we did is we took 250,000 um, recommendations from a very large site. We did this legally. Um, and we normalized it. We massaged the form of their data into a form that clans could use as if it were new. And we came out with an accuracy rate of about 81%. And I think that using Normalized data, and this, is third, this is a, was a third-party uh, validation, um, manages to get us to the point where um, we can say we're probably the most accurate that's out there. Um, uh, the uh, validation, yeah, of those 250,000, we took 90,000 ratings. We found 30,000 users who had made at least six ratings that were 100-point scale. So that's what we did in that point. So um, this tells you what clans do, can do. One of the interesting feedback things that can work, and I'm out of time, but I'll, I'll finish the sentence, and that is a person could walk into Safeway or wherever they buy wine. and they could scan a QR code and they could get a, 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 an answer that people in my, client, my clan like this or people in my, my clan don't like this or have never tried this. But it would be instant and that instant can also give them a feedback where they buy the bottle, they take it home, they like it or they don't like it. They scan this 
they express their perception, and that automatically recalculates all of the relationships within their clan.